This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Blartbox. Everyone loves Paul Blart Mall Cop, and now you can get a weekly subscription box to exclusive Paul Blart Mall Cop swag. Each box comes stuffed with Blart-themed shirts and bobbleheads, along with a copy of Paul Blart Mall Cop or Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on DVD to add to your collection or to share with friends and family. Sign up yourself or your loved ones to Blartbox today. Enter HMT at checkout to get a free Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 fanny pack. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a nice guy who is always sexy. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. And I'm Bryce Hansen. And at the top of the show here, we're going to plug our website, which is horrormovietalk.com. Check us out on there. We can stream directly from the site, or you can, you know, use it to link to iTunes or whatever you listen to. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so you should uh, subscribe to us and leave a review on uh, iTunes because it really helps us out a whole lot. Today, we will be talking about The Predator. Which is uh, which is actually one of my f- very favorite movie franchises. We'll start out by giving a, an overview of our review and our score for the movie. We score based on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge of a movie that you definitely don't want to see. 5 is totally average, nothing great, nothing terrible. 10 is a movie that transcends the boundaries of just being a horror movie, and it's just a great movie. Right. Yeah. I think I go off of like how I feel when I leave the theater. If it's a five, it's exactly what I expected. It's like, yeah, that's what I expected from a movie. And now I'm going home and I'm not going to think about it that much afterwards. Yeah, it's it's a it's probably the most the most forgettable movie because you'll remember the terrible ones or at least I do because they made they make me a little bit angry. To the point that I'm like, ah, I have something against it. I'm holding it against it. So after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and uh, and we'll take a deeper dive into what we liked and or hated about the film. If you check out this review on our website, we have it all time stamped out. So if you're not, if you want to watch the movie and you don't want to hear spoilers, you can just skip ahead to the next segment by using our our nifty legend that we will provide you. Later in this episode, we will be doing some bits, uh, taglines, and horror movie news. So thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. So as I said, we went and saw The Predator, and goddamn, that movie was fun. Was that just a tremendously fun movie? Yeah, it was great. I had, like, so I had a lot of preconceived notions going into into this i thought it would probably take itself pretty seriously because all the previous ones did but it didn't at right. all and oh, it man. was it was a straight up 90s action movie it was very reminiscent of just dumb stuff happening but for some reason it's just acceptable and it's kind of anachronistic but it's great i mean i'd, I'd look down on someone that hated it because I'm like, oh, just get over yourself. I feel like they it's were fun. missing the point right. of having fun at right. a movie. <laughs> like, it's like, you realize you're supposed to have a good time at a movie. Like, and that's what this was. Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of where we are. So here is the trailer for Predator. The Predator. 
Hey, we have a word. Let me guess. He's done something crazy. Show me again, I want to break your neck. Welcome to the Looney Bus. McKenna. Nebraska Williams. That's Coyle. That's Lynch. With Murphs. Why are you here? I don't think you believe me. Come on, man. I had a run in with a space engine. <laughs> this fucking guy is crazier than the rest of us. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's the thing that killed my men. Alien. Predators. It exploits weakness. Tracks its prey. Like a game. Seems to enjoy it. That's not a predator, that's a sports hunter. Well, we took a vote. Predator's cooler, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Do you have a plan? Ex-sniper with PTSD and a team that's mental? You're insane, right? Yeah! Gentlemen, they're large. They're fast. And fucking you up to their idea of tourism. Figured something out. I think we're gonna die. Just pointing it out. A big boy's a hunter. He brought his dogs with him. September 14th. So the predator can be found in theaters right now. Um, as, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the Wednesday that we're releasing, it came out, um, just this previous weekend was opening weekend. And, um, so kind of a rundown of the movie, the predator is set in the current day and follows our elite sniper protagonist, Quinn McKenna. (laughs) That's a badass. <laughs> Quinn McKenna. God damn it, McKenna. Get into my office. You you really done it this time, McKenna. Um, who's played by Boyd Holbrook as he is hunted by and as he hunts the Predator and the US government, respectively. He's kind of an in between character that's being that's at first employed by the US government and then he's seen too much once he's seen the Predator. Um, McKenna makes his first con he's, he's the one who makes first contact with the predator and, uh, throughout the movie proves himself to be a worthy opponent. Uh, the U S government wants to get their hands on the predator and all of its sweet, sweet predator technology. And they obviously don't want any witnesses or loose ends like McKenna hanging around. So they, you know, they're basically gonna, they're looking to, to get rid of him. And, um, so the government uh, briefly employs the help of biologist Casey Brackett, who's played by Olivia Munn, uh, who is infatuated with what she sees to be, as a biologist, the most fascinating biological specimens she's ever laid eyes on. So eventually, McKenna and Casey team up with an unlikely band of armed forces men who need some serious psychological help. They're, they're all... Psych cases, right? So they uh, they have PTSD. Um, some of them have been 
you know, overtly violent towards their 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 fellow servicemen. They're all veterans, and they're all on a loony bin bus <clears throat> with with McKenna. That's how they all meet. Um, so anyway, uh, McKenna and Casey uh, Boyd and Munn they team up with um, the, this this ragtag team of psych cases who include Nebraska Williams, a character who is played by Moonlight's Travante Rhodes, and uh, Coyle, I think was the way they said it. Coyle. I'm terrible with names. I don't remember any character names at all. Who's play, play yeah, he will be from now on be referred to as Key from Key and Peel. Yeah. He's Keegan Michael Key. Uh, so they all they all team up together to fight the U.S. government and the two factions of warring predators who arrive on Earth at about the same time. Um, while now the, an important thing to note about this movie, just from this point on, this is not technically a horror movie. It's not mostly a horror movie. It's not. I, I think at I, all. At one point, I, I leaned over to David in the theater. I'm like, should we even be doing an episode on this? And it's one of those where you filter on Fandango, upcoming movies, and it lists Predator. And I know David's like a huge Predator fan. And so I was like, all right, well, we got to go see that. But upon watching it, it's like The Little Stranger, and it's only about 5% horror movie. The yeah. rest of it's just straight-ahead action. There are some there's some moments of, of um, suspense towards the end when they're actually being hunted and not chasing after the predator or being chased by the predator and then there's some i mean there's sci-fi elements and kind of monster movie oh i have a way to justify i have a way to justify us reviewing this movie which is it it does predominantly feature monsters Mm -hmm. right it could be a monster movie it has plenty of intense gore Mm, yeah that's right it's part of a franchise that has horror elements and has been known to be you know suspenseful thrillery scary right as you said sci-fi obviously um, pretty much any movie that cuts someone in half yeah and has their entrails fall down is i mean you got to say that's a horror movie yeah right? you bait when you bathe in the in the entrails of another <laughs> of another being i'd say that's yeah that fall, i mean at, while this isn't a horror movie the fans of horror would love this movie in my opinion okay all right, all right. uh anyway so um if if you are looking for something scary or uh, or spooky, like this just isn't this just is not that. This is this is a action movie primarily, a a funny action movie, and uh, and it does not take itself seriously. It is incredibly irreverent, irreverent and offensive. And um, but if you're looking for a really fun time watching a movie and like some gut laughs. This is this is something for you. Um, my, now you got to remember, I'm a big fan of this this franchise. I've read a decent amount of Predator comics and books, and I've seen all the movies many times. And uh, so my score is eight out of ten. But I I honestly feel like if I weren't a big fan, I would still give it that. It was just a it's not based on the fact that it's really a Predator movie. It's just based on the amount of fun that I had. Right. I give it like a 7 out of 10. <clears throat> just because it's, it's, it's not a fantastic movie. Um, it doesn't like breach into 
just legendary status, but it's a very good movie. And the fact that uh, Shane Black wrote it, most of the dialogue just makes it, it sells the movie so well, the characters and the, the interaction between them, that there's very few movies that, that do it that well. Yeah. That make it very enjoyable. And, yeah, the action's great. The... The, there's knows. lots of there's lots of sequences of like shocking moments and the action is the action yeah. is is like i'm not an action movie fan i do not it just doesn't do much for me you know action sequences in movies aren't you know you get people who go oh wow ooh ah like it like i don't know fast and furious or like last action hero style like movies um and it's just not me man but but this all the action was fun the movie knew what it was very well it knew exactly what it was which was just irreverent and fun Mm -hmm. and didn't take itself seriously at all and that's what you'll get if you go to this movie let's jump into spoilers Using a different effect every time on this. Yeah, it works. Anyway, so spoilers. Uh, if if you're not interested in learning anything else about this movie before you watch it, don't listen to this because. And I would recommend not listening to this if you haven't seen it yet because you should you should go see this movie. It is a good time. Um. So first of all, this movie, as as uh, Bryce alluded to earlier, this is directed by Shane Black, who I don't know much about. Um, but uh, we were talking, I think, during the movie or after the movie, and uh, Bryce had some some ideas and opinions uh, about uh, Shane Black and, and his previous work. He he told me that he did Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Yeah, so Shane Black is known as the buddy cop movie guy. He's just really good at having witty banter and writing a fantastic buddy cop movie. So... He wrote the f- like I think the first three Lethal Weapons. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which David hasn't seen, which is fantastic. But if you watch it, it's just Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. at their prime, just most sharp, virile, virile. It's great. Uh, Shane Black also did The Nice Guys, a more recent movie that I it was. Yeah, I love that movie. I I thought it was great with Russell Crowe and. Uh, Pretty boy, what's his name? Uh, Gosling. Gosling. Yeah, the goose. Is it Gosling or is it Gosling? I don't know. Is it a Z or an S? I don't care. And also Shane Black. <laughs> Shane Black was in the original Predator. He's one he of was the, in he, it. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. actors. He, and from, he was one of the guys who got killed off. Yeah, at, like for, I think he got killed first. Right. And he, um, it's rumored that he was kind of there to also punch up the script. Uh-huh. And there's there's a couple moments in there where you can pick out in in the original Predator, like, oh yeah, I bet Shane Black wrote that. <laughs> but okay. but the, the point is this movie is it knows yeah, it knows exactly what it is and it is fun. Yeah, it it's is. it's fun and funny. And I'll say at the top, it is very beneficial if you see this with someone drunk in the theater. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> when the as soon as the as soon as the lights dimmed, up in the upper left corner of the theater, I hear three cracks. You know, yeah, <laughs> three beers just crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just the loudest cracks. And, I'm I'm pretty sure they pre-gamed it for a little bit. And I knew as soon as I saw those guys, I was like, 
well, this is going to be whatever this is going to be. And like, something's going to happen and it's going to involve these guys. They were having a great time. Yeah. And it, and it helped uh, the experience overall. But I think everybody in that movie, in that theater was like, because this was Thursday night of opening. So right. uh, everybody who was there was very intentionally there and everybody wound up having a great time. Yeah. Uh, the casting was awesome yeah. in this movie. Not a lot of knowns or people that I've seen in lots of movies. What are you talking about? You got Olivia Munn, you got Moonlight, and I then mean, and I'm, then you got Key and P- Key from Ke- Keegan Keegan Key. Yeah, we've got um, Theon Greyjoy. Uh, who? <laughs> oh yeah, from Moonlight. No, from Game of Thrones. Don't you oh, watch Game of Thrones? No, I've never. I, oh, man. I've watched a few episodes because under duress. Okay, well, the guy that plays Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones is in, in this, and he's got the most, like, every one of them is very 90s action movie, you know, ragtag team, uh, stereotypical labels, you know? Yeah, this was a strange and fun return to 1992. Like, But the Theon Greyjoy... Did not really have that. It was like, I don't know what they're going with with him. He knows magic? I don't know. Didn't really come up. Was he the Jesus freak? No. The Jesus freak was like the guy that looked like a Native American. Yeah. So there was so there was a bunch of characters in this, and they were all... Um, uh, 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 they so, were all... Yeah, we can, like, go, we can go over them. There was the guy with the Tourette's syndrome. Right. He had Tourette's, and he would, you know, stutter and do funny Tourette's things. Ha ha ha. There was the badass that was suicidal. Right. There was um, Keegan-Michael Key, which was the comedy yeah. element, comedic relief. Yeah, there was the Bible thumper. Bible thumper. Then there was, yeah, like a dude who knew magic. But it wasn't even a thing. It was like, they said something about him, then he also did a card trick. and like they all, they all felt like ex-army vets. Right. You know? And uh, kind of down on their luck <clears> and <throat> kind of out of their mind a little bit. So Holbrook, what's whatever his name is, the the main character. I was trying to yeah, McKenna Boyd Holbrook McKenna. I didn't really recognize him, but to me, he looked like a, a mix between um, Dolph Lundgren and somebody um, much dopier than Dolph Lundgren and um, Paul Walker. Talking about two very handsome men. I know. And this dude is lesser of yeah. He's not of he's them. not as pretty as them, but he's got like just the facial features of a giant Russian but on a smaller frame. Yeah. Which is kind of I don't know, surprisingly average looking, I guess. Yeah. He was he was just a guy. Yeah. He didn't have quite the charisma that Schwarzenegger did in the original. That's that's definite. Yeah. Like he had he had charisma, but not Enough to carry a movie. Necessarily. Be, I mean, it'd be hard to have as much charisma as Schwarzenegger. Right. Dude's a walking palace of charisma. Right. Um, I loved the... <laughs> the I love so much about this movie and, like, the blatant product placement. <laughs> Don Julio was was just, like... Sm- like, remember... Like, I'm thinking back to the most blatant product advertisements that I can recall in movies, and Wayne's World is one of them, where right. they literally are just holding, like, a can of Pepsi, and they're like, mmm, Pepsi. And this had a, a, a had two moments like that that I can recall, and one was Don Julio uh, 
and another was Indian motorcycles. Yeah, Don Julio was the most blatant out of both of them. It was like they moved the bottle to. It was it was almost as if they put the bottle down on the table, and and the and the and the label wasn't quite facing the camera squarely, and then a hand comes in back into frame and like squares it up with the with the camera. It's like, oh, by the way, this. Yeah, and like uh, it's it's one of those things where in actual advertising of of liquor, you can't show them on TV drinking it. Uh-huh. Or enjoying it at all. Right. And so in this product placement, they got they got the money shot of just him like, ah, yeah, <laughs> just like, ooh, goes down hot, you know, just, <laughs> and the, the close-up was like the most close-up that you can get. It's like cuts off the top of his eyebrows and you don't see the bottom of his lip that close as he's drinking it and just savoring this John Don Julio, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, and the, it was a good, like 15 seconds of it commercial. Was, it wasn't, it wasn't 15 seconds. It was and now back to your regularly scheduled the predator. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was definitely so close that you could see the subliminal advertising very clearly, like the, the tits or whatever it was on the bottle. It was like, damn, <laughs> I'm really want some Don Julio right now. Right, I have the strength. I might go. I might. I might go to the store after this and, and pick some right. up because I appreciate that spot so much. The other was Indian motorcycles. They ride in <laughs> inexplicably. Where did they get those motorcycles? Oh no, that was the be- That was one of the best uh, callbacks of of the movie because they look over and um, what's his name the. There was so many callbacks in this movie. There were so many shout-outs to the original. It was great. Yeah, so Nebraska. Nebraska looks over and says, Get to the choppers! Oh, yeah. That's right! I forgot all about that. I'm sorry. I spiked our... our um... That's all right. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they do that. The other, the other callback is Olivia Munn says... He's a beautiful son of a bitch or something like that. Yeah. What a beautiful son of a bitch. Yeah. Instead of, instead of ugly sign like son of a bitch. Um and uh boy there were yeah, the musical score was uh was the same as the originals, you know. Um it it all it it, it all tied back there was a lot of effort to tie it all back into the original. It was this was a like a labor of love sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Towards you know, just towards Predator and Pre- Predator Two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Autistic. So there. So <laughs> <laughs> how how did that make it in there? I don't remember writing that. No, I, I put some stuff in here. Okay. So the, so the the main character's son has autism. Aspergers. Aspergers, and which is on the spectrum. And they call, and they call his his uh, anyway, the bullies. The bullies call him Asperger. Asperger. Which, Asperger. Yeah. And the bullies. This is another point that I just want to bring up before you get into his his autistic kid. The bullies had a shirt on that said "skater." <laughs> it was great. It was generic bully T shirt. It was like. It was like a nod to how generically bullyish this I, bully is. I wonder how much that is Shane Black just, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, it felt like a hello, fellow kids nod. That also, from the bullies, came one of my favorite lines, which was out of place, was, looky, looky, Lou. 
these like 10 year old bullies go to this this autistic or sorry asperger's kid and go looky looky loo like what yeah where are you coming what? at where are you coming at me with this what? 1950s shit <laughs> what kid is gonna say looky looky loo when he's about to be a predator yeah Oh, oh, see what I did there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, the the other main character is the main character son, which is just kind of there to to be smart and figure out predator, predator techno technology. Yeah. About ninety percent of the time, he's on the screen. He's wiping his nose, so he's that's his character trait is that he's got post nasal drip. He does not make eye contact very intensely. Someone coached this young actor and said. Whatever you do, do not make eye contact with anyone ever. Right. And then and then that became the most obvious thing that he did throughout the movie. It was almost I mean, it was a little dis distracting. But, right. But you know, there's one thing so he so his uh, the father Boyd Holbrook's character Quinn McKenna males Okay, so what happens at the top of the movie is Predator crash lands and... Oh, yeah. And then McKenna finds some Predator technology. He finds, he finds the helmet and the armband the and gauntlet. the gauntlet. And the when the Predator tries to attack him, the gauntlet protects him. And so <clears throat> to protect himself, he sends that technology to his post office box, which ends up going to his ex-wife's house where his kid lives. And the kid starts playing around with the alien technology. And I gotta say, that was one part that kind of brought me out of the film. That helmet and that gauntlet looked like the most prop-tastic prop I have ever seen. It, it was like, wow, that looks like it's a piece of plastic it that did. he's holding up. It did. It reminded me of... Do you remember that movie, Toy Soldiers? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me... Of the toy soldier toys, mm. not exactly claymation, but also like not. It was just oddly yeah. out of place looking. It looked like a hard prop. Yeah, it's one of those things where when you watch a movie, you you don't realize it's a prop, and then you see it in person, you're like, oh wow, that looks like a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I, I that, had no idea it looked this dumb because they kind of lighted a little dark. There's more shadows. They they put a little glint. They you know, really polish it up so it's the thing. Or they put lights on it, and you're like, wow, that's that's fantastic. But this just looked like someone's really good cosplay um, helmet. And the gauntlet was less bad, but still not incredibly impressive. Um, but yeah, that took me out a little bit. And then why don't you tell us about Dr. Brackett's introduction. Dr. Brackett, was that... Jake Busey? No, it's Olivia Munn. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but by the way, as as they're introducing Olivia Munn, who's a biologist to the U.S. government, I don't know why they're bringing, like, an outside person into this secret government facility to see this. No, they explained. She wrote a letter to the president saying, if you ever have alien technology, I would like to work on it. Yeah, that doesn't explain anything. That almost sounded like a joke to me. Yeah. Just don't overthink it. That's, okay. that's the that's the the moral to this yeah. script. Yeah, but which exactly it should be taken with a grain of salt because as she's coming in, Jake Busey is there, and I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Whatever, I'll believe anything. Hooray, Jake Busey, because that's you know a nod to Predator too. Um, uh, I think 
Gary Busey. I know Gary Busey was in Predator 2. I don't think Jake Busey was. I wonder if they tried to get Gary. <laughs> Jake Busey was probably like 12. I, do, I don't think they... I, I wonder if they tried to get Gary and he was just a <clears throat> loon. Well, what what was his character in Predator 2? He was the... He was one of the police officers who was trying to get a hold of... Meh. Yeah, get get the predator under control. I'd say that's a good call, not including him. Well, anyway, his lineage lives on in the Predator series. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Doctor Brackett, they introduce her. They're like, um, they immediately make her disrobe um, to get into the, you know, to to get in to see well, the to get sanitized. Yeah, she's got to be cleaned oh so like when they when they um introduce her she's like walking her dog in a dog park or something like that and then all of a sudden three government soldiers or three government people in suits come and approach her and they're like we'll take care of your dog come with us they leave a guy behind to take care of her dog for some reason it it flipped a switch in my mind because i just watched jack ryan on on uh, amazon where they do the same thing except they leave a guy behind to take his car and they like helicopter him out out of this party randomly. And I just think that would be an interesting movie. Just the guy left behind to watch Olivia Munn's dog. I wonder if they meant just take care of the dog, you know, like yeah, take it, care of yeah, the dog. Yeah, just take care of it. Take care of it. <laughs> Olivia Munn's walking. You just hear. What's the What's the matter with Fido? <laughs> Nothing. We took care of him. We took care of him. Yeah. I liked Olivia Munn uh, in this movie a lot. I used to have a big crush, big crush on Olivia Munn while she was on Attack of the Show, as I'm sure a lot of people did. But, I mean, she did a great job, and uh, and there was a scene where she was almost naked, um, and uh, they beat the living crap out of her in this movie. It be- It almost became its own gag. Of like, let's just toss around Olivia. Let's just beat her within an inch of her life in every scene of this movie. I was like, because, yeah, I had a good time laughing well, at so that, how much they that beat was, her up. Yeah, that was a very 90s thing of, <clears throat> I'm the doctor, but I'm instantly badass. And I'm going to chase after this alien predator because reasons. Yeah. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be more interesting if they made her scared? Or just a doctor, you know? Yeah. That somehow falls into this group, not by chasing after the the predator with a weapon. No, that, that really slows the juju down. Yeah, I guess. I mean, immediately upon the predator leaving, she picks up... It's it's a gun, but it's a tranquilizer gun. Tranquilizer gun. Yeah. It's hard to talk. I know. Um, and she runs after him. Side note... The Predator only runs about as fast as Olivia Munn can run. Yeah. Well, he's... I mean, he is slow. He's slow if he's visible. If he's invisible, he's incredibly fast. Like, more fast than you could possibly imagine. But he's big and lumbering. Boom, boom, boom. If if you can see him. This yeah, is I the rule. I, I don't agree. He's jumping from tree to tree. There's not, that's what run, I'm saying. He can't run as fast. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing to agree with. It's just the way it is. He should run faster is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, be, that's that's a valid point. Yeah. But he doesn't. That's not how that right. works. 
some badass lines in the movie. I fell out of my mother's womb and immediately started crawling through enemy territory toward my grave. Toward my grave. <laughs> and then the the, that Shane, was, that the was very McKenna. Shane yeah the very Shane Black line to follow that up is like that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy moly! Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, I, I liked. Um, so we we mentioned Nebraska Williams earlier, who's the guy who's who is fr- from Moonlight. Uh, he's played by the guy who played the guy in Moonlight, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were like ne- Nebraska, huh? That's a kind of a weird name. And he's like, yeah, my real name's Gaylord. And they're like, oh, good I, call, good call, good call on that. There, there's a lot of like just goofy, irreverent. Yeah, like I remember the, the jokes line being made from Predator um, when Jesse Ventura says, um, "I don't got time to feel pain." I don't have time to bleed. I don't have time to bleed or yeah. something like that. And then the guy next to him just like, is he serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a very Shane Black line of just selling that over-the-top 90s action line. Yeah, the uh, another over-the-top moment in this movie that was hilarious was, so, like, the Predator jumps onto this bus, right? And this is a bus full of military, you know, people who are out to find the Predator as he's just escaped the, the government facility, the government lab. And so he, he gets on top of the bus, and then he, infilt- he like, goes into the back of the bus, and he just starts ripping these people apart. And the bus is still driving along down the road, and... uh and the dude driving the bus is like, hey, hey, what's going on back there? Is everything okay? <laughs> and and this arm, this clearly human arm comes comes out and it's got a thumb up yeah. and it's being held by the predator's hand. But all the driver can see is just the thumb. And he's like, okay, good. Right. <laughs> and, and so the predator has ripped off the guy's arm and used it as a prop. Right. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of just over the top gore and like. Yeah. There's a guy. Hung up, gets chopped in half, and his entrails fall over and fall out and bleeds on top of the invisible predator to reveal him. There's, yeah, a, man. there's a couple, like, bifurcations that happen in this movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a couple other gags that were really good. The uh, When she arrives at the secret, when uh, the Dr. Munn arrives at the secret lab... She goes into this room, and it's to me it was very Men in Black, where the entire room was the elevator, and it just starts dropping down. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly yeah Men in Black. And they, they made the reference that everyone was going to mention. The guy on and the desk started giving the the Disney's Haunted Mansion spiel spiel of that room. It's like, does what's going on? Do you, is this room getting longer, stretching, or getting smaller? <laughs> and the guy's like. Every time? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Are you going to say this every time we go down? Great, we yeah. take the, uh, this room down from... Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I should mention this movie was set during Halloween. And th- that's one thing that I thought about this movie. Like, in the upcoming, like, in the upcoming part, uh, the question that will be asked of one of us is, who would like to see this movie? Anybody who's, like, pre-gaming for Halloween... This is a blast for for like the month of October, September, October, where you're gearing up for fall and like getting ready to to watch the marathons of horror movies or whatever. This is just a great breath of fresh air to watch between something really horrifically serious 
or terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the predator is still it stays true to its predator roots throughout the whole movie. Um, he has his code of honor in his hunting methods. He doesn't hurt unarmed or non-violent, uh, you know, bystanders, bystanders. Um, which he actually, oh no, no, that was always his deal. Um, in this movie, uh, predator is almost one of the predators, I should say is almost on our side. So there are two predators in this movie. That's it two, And then two predator dogs as well. Yeah. Which are criminally underutilized. Yeah. (laughs) They show up and do almost nothing. And one of them is exploded which was a great scene yeah and then the other one gets shot in the head which just basically causes brain damage and it follows him around and does nothing turns him into a a regular dog right and so it just brings the the characters explosives when they need it yeah at the right exact moment he becomes yeah a a delivery method for for whatever you need he becomes the skeleton key of the movie yeah it's like, oh, do you need a way out of this? I'm going to burp up a grenade. Blah. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought they could have done some... I wonder if there was stuff cut out with the Predator dogs. Cause oh, I'm sure Because those things were, were awesome. Yeah, they were they were pretty cool. But so there were two Predators. There was a Predator that gets here first, and he is on our side. When I say us, I'm talking about humanity. He was bringing, as it turns out, Big time spoilers here. He was bringing a device to humanity that will protect us from the big predators, Mm -hmm. the big ones, the scary ones. So the isn't that part of the lore that predators, the ones that came here were kind of adolescent predators. Is that right? Am I am I remembering that right? Yeah, it's like a rite of passage sort of thing. Right. So come here and real. The adult predators are, I'm assuming, like that big-ass predator? Nah. Is there's all kinds a... of different tribes and, like, factions. And and uh, this is, it turns out, the, the faction of the bad guy predator in this was, he was looking to add to his, he's a collector of genetic material, of genetic traits, right? So you go around the galaxy looking for all the best species from which to pull their genome and then modify his his own genetic code to give him super awesome traits, right? So that scene where Olivia Munn's character discovers that there's human DNA in the Predator, was that the first Predator or the second one? Because I thought that was the first one. That was the first one. Okay, so that's just a thing. That, that, that they hunt, they hunt apparently the mo- the the apex predator on any planet, and then they add their DNA to themselves. Yeah, as far as I know, that's a new addition to the to the storyline. This thing, this genetic modification mm-hmm. thing. If somebody else knows more than me, I don't. I don't suppose to know a tremendous about amount about predator lore. I just, you know. Just read all the extended universe material? No, I haven't, though. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of books. And some people are way deep into them. And I'm not one of those people. I've read, like, two of the books. I've read a lot of the comics, but comics don't really go into that. Yeah. 
So the the big predator is chasing after the little predator, and at the very, very, very top of the movie, there's a space chase, and little predator goes through a wormhole. Yeah. And then he crash lands on, <clears throat> on um, you know, Earth. America or whatever. America. No, it was Mexico. And they, the big predator is coming to find all the technology and find the ship, because there's something on the ship. And so you don't see the ship after the first part and i assumed it like crash landed into the sea or something but at the end of it they track it down using um captain asperger's Mm -hmm. and they find that it's just sitting there it's just sitting outside it's parked right (laughs) it's like who we uh, no one saw this giant spacecraft crash land here like no one no yeah. one was curious to go look at this giant meteor here it is spaceship looking thing crashing it's not hidden at all yeah they just go to the end at go to it at the end like oh here it is it's right there it was right there I parked it yeah it's over here yeah i got it boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop. so just in case you want to hide hide an advanced alien technology just cover the first tenth of it with some foliage yeah Foliage. 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 <laughs> it's foliage. That's what I said. Foliage. Uh, yeah, let's see here. What else do we got? Predator communicates through translator. Yeah, that was kind of lame to me. Oh, it's better. It's better you when you don't understand what the predator is saying, because then it makes it more of a monster. But at a point, it starts communicating through... Computers yeah. Yeah, and computer. goes over the loudspeaker, and I thought if it were me as a director, I would have made that voice the most prissy or out of place voice for the predator, like <laughs> like the like that dog from from Up, right? <laughs> we are here to kill you. We will give you a three minute head start. Get running. Good luck. Bye. Or, or just or series voice. That would be great. A what? Siri's voice from from Apple, from iPhone. I don't know what you're talking. Oh, Siri, Siri, Siri. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like the Google Home voice, some some kind of automated GPS voice navigation. Yeah. Have that talk through it because it was. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fabulous if it right. was like Alexa or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, they should have done. But that. they missed that opportunity. It was just you know. It's just some guy's... Big, angry voice. Yeah, it was just some guy talking, menacing through a computer. One one thing that I don't... I didn't like a whole lot about this movie, I'm not going to lie to you, was the ending. I don't like the way they leave it open to a sequel. I'm happy they left it open to a sequel. I'm looking forward to uh, the Predator sequel. Yeah, no, what, not the, every movie needs to forecast... <laughs> Right. We are having a sequel. Look. Look at this thing that we've got for the next movie. Yeah. It, the, and they did the most 90s thing, maybe 80s thing yeah. imaginable in this, which is they're <laughs> like they're like, "Oh, the predator is bringing us this technology, the technology to protect ourselves from these other predators, to give us a fighting chance." And what it was was a predator suit of armor. I guess we never described the moral to the story or, or basically the overall plot is um, 
there's going to be this influx of predators coming because <laughs> they compared it to Hostess going bankrupt. Oh, and yeah. And now there was a big rush on Twinkies. So they said, since the Earth is going through global warming, you know, all these humans are going to die soon. So the predators want to come and kill them or hunt them before they're extinct. Because they're Twinkies. And because they're Twinkies. But predator number one did what little Debbie did. <laughs> Go on. I'm listening. <laughs> and gave gave the humans a fighting chance with the predator killer suit. So they're so the Twinkies are safe. Yeah. 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 It yeah, it was corny. And I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't like what the next movie could be with this dumb fucking suit. Yeah. It's gonna be dorky. It's gotta be it's gotta be like we gotta take the fight to them. It's going to be so stupid. Like, I imagine, like, a, thousands of predators running at McKenna and McKenna being in this predator suit and just mowing down, just slaughtering thousands of predators and being, you know, just it turning into a smorgasbord sort of scenario that's just dumb. Yeah. Do you think there will actually be a sequel? It was number one at the box office, but it didn't make as much as they thought there it was going to make. It, it was, like, under... It's, like, and underperformed, underperformed, but, like... 10 to something million. I thought it did dollars. like 25 mil. Well, yeah. I mean, it was number one this weekend, but it's not as good as they expected. Mm. So uh, I wonder if, if it'll be like, ah, all right, well. I mean, they went to the trouble of making this one. I don't know. That says something to me. It. I mean, I, it was I th- not a bomb. So, I mean, but it cost them like 95 million to make something like that. So they've. They've got to make up some ground in the international market to to pay for it. I mean, Predators, the 2010 one with Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Um, it, I don't think it did that well. And here we are with The Predator. So, 2010, you said? Yeah, I believe it was 2010. It's been eight years. Yeah, it's been eight years. But, I mean, before that, it was like just like 20 years or so. Yeah, it's no. like 18 years. Yeah. No, because they had Alien versus Predator. AVP is not Predator. It was terrible. <laughs> and, and even, yeah, and even a- AVP got an AVP too. All right. So, final recommendation. Yeah, uh, I think the people who, well, I think the people who would like this um, is anybody who's looking for something kind of like pre-Halloween fun. Like, if you want to go to movie theaters and have a great time, if you're, if you're, and you're not easily offended by gore or irreverent jokes, then this is, this is a fantastic movie to go see. Um, Yeah. What about you? Do you, do you have anybody you? you think would like this in particular um if you like 90s schlock then you'll love this movie yeah it's a whole yeah if you still watch the predator the original predator and get a kick out of it i'm pretty sure you'll get a kick out of this if you're a fan of shane black and his style of the witty banner then it's very enjoyable that so there you go go see go see the predator support it so that they make a terrible second sequel to it and with that, um, we're going to move on to 
Taglines is brought to you by Trapdoor Underwear. Are you terrified of germs in public restrooms? No need to worry anymore with Trapdoor Underwear. The best idea the 1800s updated for the modern man. Trapdoor Underwear. Everything you need to know is in the name. Visit secretpoopshoot.com to grab your pair today. I love that. I You're going to imitate it every single time. Every time from now on. It's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, man. I had a real hard time. Let me just preface this by saying I had a real hard time thinking up taglines for this damn movie. Yeah, we got to come up with new bits because taglines does not work for every movie. Um, okay, taglines. Uh, the Predator. We're going to need a bigger Predator. He, he looks shrug. He, he says it and then straight faces me for like one second and I'm just straight facing him back and then he makes his goofy shrug and he's like, Yeah, okay. We're gonna need a bigger predator. I now I think I've used this before, so this is this is I've recycled a couple on this. This is a recycled too. one yeah. and I feel filthy. Mm. I feel so gross. I wish I may, I wish I might oh, no. kill this prey I hunt tonight. <laughs> But it works, though. It works. That would fit on a poster. It's better because you don't go for, like, another three lines this time. Yeah. What was the the other one you did? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, The Predator. Hot Predator on Predator action. Oh, that's recycled. Yeah, that's definitely recycled from last time. Okay, here's one. Uh, To win this genetic lottery, you better be, air quotes, special. <laughs> well, you did have to be like okay. So to to uh, to explain that joke a little bit more, and if you have to explain the joke, it's probably not very good. But the little kid who was who had had autism was the one the, the special example of the species that the that the big predator wanted to add to his genetic collection we didn't we didn't touch on that in the in the spoilers but yeah there you go oh shit it's not now that's part of the spoilers oh god no no what have we done okay the predator the scariest predator since shane black's friend (laughs) oh no oh that i wish why did shane black do that yeah that was a bad idea Okay, the real predator is the critics. <laughs> They're slaughtering this one. Okay, the predator. Hunters in space! In space! All right. That's all I got. Okay, one more. Uh, the predator. Ripping spines and taking names. Ooh, I like that. That, 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 actually, that actually works. All right. Let's see here. Let me just get my notes. It's horror movie news. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Do it again. It's horror. 
Air Roar movie news. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what that's from? No. Horror. Okay, that's from Whose Line Is It Anyway? So oh. that's Colin Mockery. Here's, here's like a slightly longer clip. Oh, 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 gee, what was that? It was frightening, wasn't it? It was horror. <laughs> it was one of the infomercial bits. That was fabulous. Yeah, well, I love... I, I, Whenever I listen to myself read the introduction or say the name of the podcast, Horror Movie News, Horror. I just realize how mealy mouth and mumbly I am. And so I'm like, how do I, how do I say that enunciated better? And I always come back to... Horror. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Movie Talk. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so, first in horror movie news, um, In Search of Darkness, uh, which is a documentary uh, about um, kind of 80s horror movies, um, the, the teaser was released a couple days ago. And the teaser, 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 teaser for the doc begins with some vintage footage of TV journalist Barb, Bob Walters asking, in quote, mutilation, decapitation, <laughs> torture. Does that sound entertaining? And, you know, yeah, to, to yeah, us, yeah, 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 that sounds absolutely. like, but she was doing like a, like a expose on like how, how terrible horror movies are and. And uh, that's how this uh, this documentary starts out. Uh, it was the 1980s was kind of like a weird time, uh, but we did get, in my opinion, the, like most of the best horror available. I you know, like the most now, iconic the mo- horror. Well, iconic and and a lot of the best. Like I think the two time the two decades that were are be- have been most kind to horror. Are the eighties and um, and the, the decade we're currently in twenty ten to now? What is this? The teens? I don't know. What do yeah. you call this? Teens. Teens. Okay. Yeah, I think those are. I mean, from the bang for my buck, anyway. Yeah, I, I think there's a case to be made for the sixties or seventies. I mean, but, I mean, it doesn't. I, kinda group, I, I think even the eighties like takes the cake for the yeah the genre. You know, for a while, just because there's so many franchises that either blossomed in the 80s or originated in the 80s. Yeah. Like and then I, the 90s just got oh, it, <laughs> played out with all those franchises. Yeah, it was the... it was the. It's it's a bad sign when the biggest franchise in the 90s is, is basically a parody of horror movie franchises. Scream. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Boy. The first Scream, great. I yeah. loved it. Don't get me wrong. Meta. <laughs> super meta. But there's then, there's lots of good stuff in the '90s though. I think there's there's hidden treasures in the '90s. Oh yeah, there's, just people, there's plenty of stuff. I'm not saying it's bad. S- stuck their noses up at horror at that time. Now we're getting into like the more intellectual horror. This this decade, yeah, is exciting. Yeah, so uh, check out the the teaser for In Search of Darkness. Um, they they touch on a lot of like classics like Night- Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. They 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 go into clips from Halloween to uh, Chud. <laughs> Chud. I remember. I remember being a little kid and walking through the the movie rental store and seeing Chud the <laughs> the box for Chud and just being like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's that's 
that sounds scary. They had, they got clips of the fly child's play creep show, evil dead too. Um, yeah. So, so check out that trailer. I thought it was interesting and fun. Um, so, and that'll be a fun, fun doc when it's, when it's released. Yep. I added a couple things on here. So, uh, venom receives a PG 13 rating. That's a super bummer. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. I did not know it received. I thought they were going for a hard R. Right. I thought they were going for a hard R. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bad sign in my book. Yeah, if if you market it as a straight up Venom movie with it looks like even Carnage in it, and they're going for PG thirteen, it's like oh no. I thought they were a lot in- of. I mean, they're talking about like showing Venom threatening to eat spleens and stuff, and and. Uh, that just means you're gonna get blue balls because you're never gonna see Venom eating spleens with a PG-13 rating. Yeah, I don't know. That's disappointing. Um, I read that Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is I should have included this in our notes, but um, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, chose to do Terminator Six with James Cameron instead of the Predator. Oh. Yeah, so he had a small Shane Black had written a small small bit for him in the movie, but he decided not to do it because it wasn't a big enough part. I, now, I almost wonder the part that I thought they would have brought him in for. All right, spoilers for a second. Um, <laughs> for the predator at the very end, when they're like, "Oh, he brought us," it's translated as the predator killer. I thought it was just going to reveal Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end. Yeah. Oh, he was, yeah, that'd he's been a predator good. killer. Like, yeah. they could have kidnapped him and tried to take his genetic. Material uh, see, this is surprising news to me that. He would have turned down a small spot in the Predator because, like now, Schwarzenegger's all about the small spots. Like he's all about the community and stuff. Like he'll he's he like ju- jumps in on Reddit threads all the time. He, he's he cares so much about his fans. He seems like a, just a legit, like cool dad kind I don't of guy. Know, if you if you think about the movies that he's. I mean, when he was in the last Terminator movie, he was still the main. He's definitely character. Tri- he's definitely triple A. But yeah. I mean, he does things like, um, like the what is uh, those those that series of action movies where it's like every action movie star is in them. Jason Statham, yeah, the, and, the Indestructibles, or whatever yeah. it's called. I can't remember. What it's yeah, the Expendables. The Expendables. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, well, I don't know. I guess. If he wasn't in those, that would be a gl- such a glaring omission that they probably right. made up for it. And I think he's his... one of the producers of it, too. So, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I Him think... and Stallone. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a good call to work with James Cameron over uh, Shane yeah. Black. It's I a mean, no-brainer. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, next, uh, It Part 2 will feature the crazy expanded mythology that's in the book that the other adaptations have kind of glossed over. Um, if you read the book, you might know what I'm talking about, but just basically a lot of the interdimensional stuff and mythology that's kind of kooky, they're going to try to integrate that into the next part of the movie. Um, I don't want to go over it too much because it's got spoilers, but um sounds like they're trying to tackle that. Uh, Jordan Peele... Um, is in talks to remake Clive Barker's Candyman. Ooh, baby. Yeah, I'd be... I'd totally see that. Yeah, me too. Um, Candyman. <clears throat> Candyman. Candyman. He... Candyman? Was that four times? Five times? How many times you got to say Candyman? I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, and also, last bit, uh, The Conjuring 3 is expected to begin production in 2019 and, and uh, premiere in 2020. The Nun has knocked it out of the park, uh, had the largest opening weekend for the series to date, and so far, as of today, it was uh, $150 million total box office. I've been thinking about the nun ever since we watched it last week, and they, I'm, I'm, the more I think about it, the more angry I am about it. Like, really? Yeah, because they could have done so much more. that. Like I said in that episode, that's like the most memorable, most effective bad guy ever. Like it, not ever, but certainly recently. Like right next to Pennywise. Yeah. Like just killing it on being terrifying. No, nothing evil here. We're peachy cane. <laughs> That's a mother superior from the nun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, I don't know. I just I, that movie did not do the ter- the ultimate terror of of what their their bad guy could have been. Justice. That's 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 my take. I just right. wish they'd have done more with it and made it scarier. Yeah, I I still liked it. I think it was. I mean, I'm not thinking about it too much after. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was all right. Anyways, Conjuring Three, uh, James Wan isn't confirmed to direct yet, but I assume he'll have something to do with it. Yeah, probably. I'm sure he'll want to go back to a strong suit after Aquaman comes out. Ooh, <laughs> man, I just don't get how they're like. I don't know. Um, comic book movies are getting really played out for me at this point yeah well for everyone yeah there's gonna be a backlash i think it's gonna be marvel has taken up the market share of superhero movies so much that it's like no one wants to see anything else if it's not marvel i don't want to spend my time on it because i'm already invested and even then i'm just not too interested like i never i didn't go to see I didn't go to see Black Panther. I didn't go to see... Were there two Doctor Stranges? No, just one. I didn't go to see that. I didn't There's go Thor to see Ragnarok. Ant-Man versus Wasp. I did go to see Thor Ragnarok. I, yeah, it just not... It's just losing me now. Yeah. You know, it's just too much. And it's just the same damn movie over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I I love them all. Like, I'll, I'm unapologetic. Like I mean I'm, that's fair. I'll, I'll see everyone. I think they have a pretty good cadence where it's not. <clears throat> it's like one or two every year, and I'm fine with that. Um, I definitely haven't seen any DC movies because they're all, from all reports, terrible. They're not though. I mean, like <laughs> Suicide Squad got a really bad rap, and it was not. It was not what they said it was. Like it was. It was. It was serviceable. Like I mean, I saw it. I thought it was. I didn't. I didn't think it was a very good. It wasn't very good. Like in comparison, in terrible. comparison to a Marvel movie, Marvel movies are so tight that they're they're always either slightly better to average to good, but, but not, never excellent. The weird thing about Marvel movies is, on first viewing, they're great. Yeah, and I never then, watch any of them again. <laughs> man, are they rough on second viewing? Yeah, I never, I never watch any of them. I think the one that I've seen recently again is Thor Ragnarok, and that one holds up just because it's so different. It's, it's such a different take. Because they had Led Zeppelin in the soundtrack. Well, come on, no, <laughs> no, because Taika Waititi, the director, and like apparently, I read, and I don't believe this, that 
that the director said 80% of the lines were improvised. Wow. I don't buy that, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I Sony's taking their last shot with Venom <laughs> scene. Uh, maybe we can still use this before they probably sell the Spider-Man uh, properties back to Marvel. That's just a matter of time. So I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up. You got anything else uh, for this episode? Oh, we didn't have anything about social media, did we? Um, well, here I'll. We might cut this out, but I'll I'll premiere Oops. this. Yes, it came from social media to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted. It was one of those clips that I sent you this morning. So yeah, um, just briefly, the Weird Lane brought it out again. He he responded to us on Twitter and uh, called us out for another error that um, all those crosses and stuff in the graveyard and the nun oh yeah weren't actually yeah, grave right. they were just totems they or were crucifixes just crucifixes to, to keep evil the evil in yeah i will defend myself if you look at the the clips those gravestones are pretty haphazard themselves like they're pretty leaned over and stuff like a creepy graveyard horror yeah, movie but the differentiator he's right because the differentiator was i think all the all the solid graves had the, plague, the stone the plague bells on them Right. Which the only way that could work is if they're, you know, pretty heavily planted in the ground. And I don't remember, but when they bury the nuns at the end, yeah. did those those didn't have stone. As I, I mean, I can't recall. It's been a couple. It's been a week or so since I saw that. And yeah. what I, I I just remember it being like burial mounds. Right. But it does make more sense that it's just they're just crosses because Frenchie yeah. could just reach into the ground and rip one out. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, gravestones are grave markers are supposed to be a little more permanent than that. Um, and then the last correction from the nun review is that um, from the weirdly from. No, not from the weird. This is from me. Is uh, uh, Taisa Farmiga is not the daughter of Vera Farmiga. She's, She's the sister. The sister. Yeah. So apologies to Vera Farmiga for. Oh yeah, saying you're she's never too supposed old. to do that. Yeah. You're always supposed to say, "Is this your sister?" Mm-hmm. And then she comes. <laughs> and then if you're if you know if she's the mom, then she's super flattered. And if she's the sister, she's like, "Yeah, I'm her sister." Yeah. So thanks again to the Weirdling for uh responding to us and and uh retweeting. What's his our tweet? What's his Twitter handle? It's at T Weirdling. Yeah. On Twitter. Okay, cool. And that was from the social media. So just on on our way out, I'd like to say thanks to Doug and Rosalie who both gave me some uh some good feedback this week. Uh thanks to anyone who gave me uh Fandango Fandango or Regal Cinema gift cards in my life because I'm cashing those in now a lot. And uh and they they help. So like, you know, when you're still getting a card from your parents and it's got a little Regal Cinema's love in there, it's like, yeah. I'll take that. So thanks, uh, thanks, Doug and Rosalie. Share us with a friend. Check out our website. Check us out on social media. Talk to us. We'll try and uh, we'll try and do like um, 
a poll or something this week on Facebook, and uh, we actually forgot to take a picture uh, in front of the predator. Um, oh yeah. As we were going in this this week, we got to get Oops. better. We got to get better at that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, give us feedback. We'll do stuff with it. We promise. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening and for uh, interacting with us. We love you guys. This was horror movie talk. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.